Welcome to Lead Blood. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to our monthly book club and welcome our author, strong and powerful me. I assure you that I am ready to go. So I am excited to be talking about my first book, Be Your Own CFO, a business-like approach to your personal finances. And when I started the book club, when we started the book club, um, it was more a desire to highlight and have the author talk a little bit about themselves, their process, what they're hoping that the book accomplishes, what they want people to get out of the book versus what the book itself is and is all about. So hopefully um, you'll be interested enough or you'll be intrigued enough or whatever it might be that that you'll pick up a copy of the book and you'll experience it yourself and you'll get out of it what you will, but that you'll have that sort of a unique opportunity to hear from the, the author um, themselves and to hear a little bit about the motivations and again, the process. So that's that's what I wanted to share with you a little bit about today. Um, I wanted to talk about what my experience is with writing just in general, and certainly um, about the book itself and what you can expect from me and my writing into the future. So, so that is what we are going to do. Um, I grew up in Northern Minnesota and um, had a great, upbringing really fortunate to uh to be raised by a wonderful mother my folks split up when i was five and my mom uh, essentially raised me and she was a school teacher and uh while there was never enough money to go around she did just an incredible job and I had the opportunity through some of our community connections to go to a really good school uh, grade seven through 12. It was a private school in the town that I was from. And as a matter of fact, just two weeks ago, when I was out and about um, at, a, at a friend's birthday party uh, for one of their kids, I met a young lady who was from Duluth also, or um, had spent time there. And I asked her what her family name was. And it turns out that it was her grandfather who had given me the scholarships to go to the school that I had gone to. So it's a small world. And I'm forever grateful for that experience. I had the opportunity to have a lot of really good teachers, particularly a lot of, a lot of really good English teachers. And I think I was always a pretty good writer. But when I was in eighth grade, or gosh, I should remember, I think it was eighth or ninth grade. Um my professor's name was Dr. Bernabo, and I was pretty proud of the papers that I had written for his class. But at the end of the year, um, we had like an award ceremony for the entire school, and they had all the all the awards on tables in the hallway. And I was just walking around looking at the different uh, awards, and I won the English award for um, for the eighth or ninth grade. I really ought to remember which one, and I just I. I was shocked to to see my name on the certificate. And I think that I'm really fond of the saying that gives somebody a great reputation to live up to. You know, we don't know when we're young and we still don't know even today if we're good at something. We have a sense of it, but just getting the validation, at least for me, that was a really, really important thing. It's like, oh, wow, maybe I'm a really good 
maybe I am a good writer or I have the seeds of one day being a, a good writer. Now, whether or not I'm a good writer today, that's a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother thing. But that, that moment really, um, really put it into my mind. Hey, I am at least as good as everybody else. Um, so I've always enjoyed writing and looking back on my schooling, I really wish that I would have studied English, but hindsight's 2020. Um, so that being said, I went for years and years and years and years not writing. I just didn't do it. I was uh, just so career focused and um, just not doing any writing. I had ideas about starting blogs or writing throughout my 20s and even into my 30s. Uh, but I finally did make the decision once I started the podcast that, well, maybe I should start writing also. It was really when I decided to create the the website for Lifeblood that I recognized the need and the desire to, to really start writing. And so I did. I, I started writing every day. And I got to the point where I was writing a thousand words a day. And at the same time, um, I had started doing a lot of virtual presentations. So it was during COVID and had the opportunity to do all these webinars for companies all across the United States. And one of the webinars that I was doing consistently that was the most asked for was be your own CFO. So what are the main drivers of, um, Success that 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 the chief operator or the chief financial officer within a company that they're using to help their companies to be financially successful. What can we as individuals take and apply into our lives? So I was doing all that. So obviously spending a lot of time thinking about that and formulating that. And at the same time, um, I had invested in a uh, a course, a program, community to teach you how to blog how to have a successful blog, all the different variables. And um, and part of that, they they will do and still do uh, something called Content Warrior Challenge, where you just try and do as much content as you can over a 30-day period. And I had also invested in a program that would help me to do more speaking because I really enjoy that. Um, so really, it's one of my favorite things to do is to be in front of people and have the opportunity to to teach and um, hopefully get people to change behaviors in that one hour or two hours or whatever it might be. And I think that I'm pretty good at that too. So during that time, uh, they had said my my professor, for lack of a better term, teacher, course person, <laughs> A lot of people were talking about how it's important to have a book if you're going to be a speaker. So this confluence of different events, um, my desire to write more, my writing more, this 30-day content challenge, me doing this this presentation, be your own CFO presentation, and then combined with the benefit of having a book, I essentially made the decision to write the book over the course of, or at least get the first draft done over the course of that 30-day period. And so I did. Um, my my writing starts with creating an outline. So just getting all the ideas down, like literally just mapping out what each what what the main ideas are, figuring out what the chapters will be, and then bringing it all together and and, and getting it all done. And so that is essentially how the book came to be. Um, sort of a, a long 
winded answer. Not that I, there was a question in there anywhere, but you get the idea. So fundamentally, the main idea behind the book is that there's never going to be anybody more interested in your financial success than you are. And because of that, you need to act accordingly. I think that we all intellectually understand a lot of the things that it takes to be good at money, but we don't do them. We don't put them into practice. And throughout the book, I beat myself up and talk about where I've fallen short. Um, and I'm fond of that. I think it's really important. I think that if I were to get up in front of people and or if I had written a book about how perfect I am and how I've never made any financial mistakes, that it would really fall flat and I would not be connecting with anybody. And it would be a lie because I've, I've made just a ton of financial mistakes. I've, I've made most of the financial mistakes that somebody can make. Fortunately, I've also made a lot of really good financial decisions. So uh, the idea uh, of the book is how can I, through a lot of my story, and then marrying that with the um, with some of the key activities and key things that chief financial officers do to help their companies to be financially successful, what lessons can we take and then apply in our lives so that we, uh, as individuals and family units, can become financially successful? So that is the whole idea of the book. And um, the more that we can take a business-like approach to our personal finances, I really think that um, it's, it's, it's all for the better. So throughout the book, it's broken out into talking about the best practice of a chief financial officer, how you can take and apply that in your life, and how you can just kind of keep everything moving forward. And I think that the book is really, really accessible. I think it's only, it's not a really, really long book. Um, it's right around 100 pages. Um, looks like it is exactly 100 and should have been prepared about 112 pages. So it's a quick, easy read. Um, it is designed so that anybody can read the book. It is something that a high school student can absolutely read and grasp and take and apply. And it's somebody that something that, that 60 year olds can also pick up and read and apply. So um, I am way more interested in being useful than I am brilliant and that could simply be because I'm not necessarily a brilliant person at all. So better to be something than nothing. So trying to be useful, all kidding aside, that I think that it is hopefully a very, very practical book that is easy to digest and even easier so to actually implement. So that is the whole idea of the book. Um, I'm not looking at the questions that I normally will ask people when they are talking about the book that they had written. Best part of the book, the thing that I'm most proud of, I think simply put, just that I, I did it. Um, you hear a lot about how people will talk about how I've got a book in me. And I don't know that that was necessarily true. I always, like I mentioned, thought of myself as a writer and a pretty good writer. So I wanted to just get the actual book done and written. Um, and I self-published it, so it is a lot of new learning. And that is more exciting than it is anything else to me. Um, rarely am I daunted by learning something new. In fact, I can't think of the last time that 
I looked at something and I found it to be too complicated or complex or cumbersome or burdensome. And then it prevented me from moving forward and doing it. If I'd spent some more time thinking about that, I'm sure I'll come up with a handful of things, but this was like anything else to me. Um, there's so many great resources that are out there. I think that I leaned on a lot of YouTube videos or other people's blog posts to talk about process for getting it done. Um, once I had it written, I needed to find an editor, which I was able to find somebody on Upwork. They live in Georgia and she did an awesome job and I'm super grateful for all of her help and somebody to help design the book and to get the ISBN number, which is essentially your book's social security number, and then the process of getting it actually up and on Amazon and then launching the book and, and everything else. So it's not a simple process maybe it's a simple process but it's not easy uh but it is very sequential and just following it taking it step by step i think is um that's kind of how i do everything that's how i wrote the book and how i you know actually created the book and i tell you what it is a pretty cool thing that i just that you just send you just essentially put it up um and put it through Amazon's portal and then people can order it and they will just create one copy one at a time and send it to them. Pretty amazing. Um, so I can't, if you are somebody who wants to write a book yourself, um, it's a, a fairly straightforward process and it's also pretty accessible and it's something that you could definitely do. And so I, I, I feel like you should just like a podcast. If you want to start a podcast, you should by all means start a podcast. And um, then you can buy copies of it as well. So I feel like now I'm doing an advertisement for how to actually write a book versus talking about the book itself. But um, it's all pretty cool. It's all pretty cool. It's all pretty straightforward. And I am hoping um, my desire and my work is designed to help people get better at money so they can live how they want. So I think that there's a lot of people who are interested in, in getting rich. And if that's what you want, that's awesome. There's also just a lot of people who are interested in not having to worry about money anymore. And I think that that's awesome too. There's people that just want to get out of credit card debt. And these are all very, 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 very real viable desires. And I think that the book can, can help you to do those things, to do all those things. We all want financial prosperity but we're never going to find financial prosperity unless we first reach or find financial security. And my book is really designed to help you reach financial security. Once you do that, then you are positioned to be able to go after and pursue that financial prosperity. Um, the book talks a lot about goal setting, talks a lot about values, talks a lot about knowing what your personal mission is and putting all those things together. And I don't think it's wrong to call the book basic or fundamental, um, but it's all information and knowledge that we need. And I think that the more we can work on closing that behavior gap between what I intellectually know and what I actually do that's that's one of the big keys in becoming financially successful is how do I just understand what I need to be doing on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a consistent basis that'll help me to be uh, financially successful and to get what I want with money 
whatever that might be. And I think that the that the book can definitely do that. So uh, any other advice to readers? Uh, the book will also help you to, it'll give you a framework for filling in any gaps. Um, one of the big things is being honest with yourself. Am I interested in how interested, am I interested enough in this, in personal finance to do the things that are required? And it's okay if you're not, but if you're not, you need to find somebody who will do the stuff that you're not willing to do. So uh, like anything else, if you, if you do not have the interest or the discipline to eat right and to exercise, you want to be a healthy person, you need to find a way to make sure you're getting the right food in your mouth and do the right exercise with, with your body. So getting a meal prep company or food delivery of some kind, hiring a personal trainer, uh, that is essentially the same thing for your money. Uh, so there's a framework that will help you to figure out, okay, here's the gaps in my learning now that I close that, am I going to do the things that, that I need to be doing to get to where I want to go with money? And if the answer is no, uh, the book will help you to figure out the best approach for you to get done what needs to get done. So um, in regard to recommended reading, I think if you are somebody who is wanting to become a writer, I recommend the... Artist Journey by Julia Cameron all the time. I think it's an absolute masterpiece of a book. It's behind me somewhere. And when I say the artist journey, I mean the artist way <laughs> by Julia Cameron. I don't know that I've ever said the title of the book correctly. It's the artist way by Julia Cameron. And then the war of art by Stephen Pressfield, similar books, but uh, very different at the same time. Also, just masterpieces, even if you don't, uh, you want to be a writer, it's all about nurturing your inner creative. And I also, uh, whether or not you ever want to write a book, I think that writing itself, journaling, is one of the healthiest things that we can do. It's one of the most, it's one of the wisest things that we can do. We're in a time right now where we are, and I'll just speak for myself, we're in a time right now where I am distrusting of the information, a lot of the information that I'm receiving. I am disinterested in having somebody else do my thinking for me. I am very interested in formulating my own thoughts and opinions about what's going on in the world. When we write, it helps us to organize our thoughts and once we get in the habit of organizing our thoughts, we start thinking more thoughts and we start thinking more about what we're thinking about. So the act of writing, it just, it's a great exercise for our brains. It's a great exercise for our thinking. And the more critical thinking that we can do, I, I'm just, there's, I, it's probably always been important, but geez, right now, at least in my lifetime, seems like critical thinking skills are um, just paramount. They are so essential. So um, I cannot encourage you enough to just start writing. And 
the artist way, uh, the war of art will help you with that process. Uh, but uh, just making a habit out of every day, starting your day with a blank piece of paper and a pen and just writing. Um, it'll be difficult at first because you'll be wondering what you're supposed to be writing about, but just writing, write whatever comes into your mind. And then as you do that, you'll become more focused. And like I said, you'll start thinking more about things and um, it'll just be, it'll really be a virtuous cycle for you. So that is it. So my, my sheet here says guest. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> so me, Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Where can you get a copy of Be Your Own CFO, a business-like approach to your personal finances? You can go to amazon.com, which is where the book is sold. You can also go to um, georgegrumbacher.com, which will take you to um, one of the websites. And um, it's an opportunity to, to learn more. Obviously, lifeblood.live is the place for the podcast and um, you can read a lot more of my writing there and the writings and the podcasts and videos from all of our guests on the podcast. And um, again, never going to be anybody. There's never going to be anybody more interested in your financial success than you are. So act accordingly. Well, thanks again. Thanks as always for listening and remember do your part by doing your best.